Section 24 of the Handy Cyclopedia of Things Worth Knowing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Handy Cyclopedia of Things Worth Knowing by Joseph Trenans. Published in 1911. Section 24. THE NAMES OF THE MONTHS THE DERIVATIONS OF THE NAMES OF THE MONTHS JANUARY The Roman god Janus presided over the beginning of everything. Hence, the first month of the year was called after him. FEBRUARY The Roman festival Febris was held on the fifteenth day of this month, in honor of Lupercus, the god of fertility. MARCH Named from the Roman god of war, Mars. April. Latin. Aprilis, probably derived from apparir, to open, because spring generally begins and the buds open in this month. May. Latin, Maeus, probably derived from Maea, a feminine divinity worshipped at Rome on the first day of this month. June. Juno, a Roman divinity worshipped as the Queen of Heaven. July, Julius. Julius Caesar was born in this month. August, named by the Emperor Augustus Caesar, B.C. 30, after himself, as he regarded it as a fortunate month, being that in which he had gained several victories. September, Septem, or Seven. September was the seventh month in the old Roman calendar. October, octo, or eight, eighth month of the old Roman year. November, novem, or nine, November was the ninth month of the old Roman year. December, decem, or ten, December was the tenth month of the early Roman year. About the twenty-first of this month, the sun enters the Tropic of Capricorn, and forms the winter solstice. Days of the Week Sunday, Saxon, Sunnendead, Day of the Sun. Monday, German, Montag, Day of the Moon. Tuesday, Anglo-Saxon, Tuesdeg, from Tu, the God of War. Wednesday, Anglo-Saxon, Wadnisdeg, from Odin, the god of storms. Thursday, Danish, Thor, the god of thunder. Friday, Saxon, Fragadeg, Dea Freya, goddess of marriage. Saturday, the day of Saturn, the god of time. The names of the seven days of the week originated with the Egyptian astronomers. They gave them the names of the sun, moon, and five planets, viz. Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, and Saturn. What housekeepers should remember? That cold rain-water and soap will remove machine-grease from washable fabrics that fish may be scaled much easier by first dipping them into boiling water for a minute. 
that fresh meat beginning to sour will sweeten if placed outdoors in the cool air overnight. That milk which has changed may be sweetened or rendered fit for use again by stirring in a little soda. That a tablespoonful of turpentine boiled with your white clothes will greatly aid the whitening process. That kerosene will soften boots and shoes that have been hardened by water, and will render them as pliable as new. That thoroughly wetting the hair once or twice with a solution of salt and water will keep it from falling out. That salt fish are quickest and best freshened by soaking in sour milk. That salt will curdle new milk. Hence, in preparing porridge, gravies, etc., salt should not be added until the dish is prepared. That one teaspoon of ammonia to a teacup of water, applied with a rag, will clean silver or gold jewelry perfectly. That paint stains that are dry and old may be removed from cotton and woolen goods with chloroform. It is a good plan to first cover the spot with olive oil or butter. That clear boiling water will remove tea stains. Pour the water through the stain and thus prevent it spreading over the fabric. That charcoal is recommended as an absorbent of gases in the milk room where foul gases are present. It should be freshly powdered and kept there continually, especially in hot weather, when unwholesome odors are most liable to infect the milk. That applying kerosene with a rag, when you are about to put your stoves away for the summer, will prevent them from rusting. Treat your farming implements in the same way before you lay them aside for the fall. That a teaspoonful of borax, put in the last water in which clothes are rinsed, will whiten them surprisingly. Pound the borax so it will dissolve easily. This is especially good to remove the yellow that time gives to white garments that have been laid aside for two or three years. That a good agency for keeping the air of the cellar sweet and wholesome is whitewash made of good white lime and water only. The addition of glue or size, or anything of that kind, only furnishes organic matter to speedily putrefy. The use of lime and whitewash is not only to give a white color, but it greatly promotes the complete oxidation of effluvia in the cellar air. Any vapors that contain combined nitrogen in the unoxidized form contribute powerfully to the development of disease germs. Character as seen in faces Thick lips indicate genius and conservatism. Large, dilating nostrils are a sign of poetic temperament and a sensitive nature. A long forehead denotes liberality. Arched eyebrows, good ancestry and amiability. A bold, projecting Roman nose indicates enterprise. Delicate nose, good nature. A large nose, strength of will and character. An eye that looks one cheerfully and frankly in the face shows honesty and faithfulness. Lips slightly curved upward at the ends indicate a fine sense of humor. Soft round cheeks denote gentleness and affection. Dimples in the cheeks, roguery. In the chin, one who falls easily in love. A broad chin denotes firmness. Straight lips, firmly closed, resolution. Large ears denote generosity. Bell time on shipboard.
Time on shipboard is divided into periods of four hours, from midnight to midnight, and the lapse of every half-hour is marked by one or more strokes of the bell, from one stroke for the end of the first half-hour to eight strokes, or, in nautical language, eight bells, for the end of the fourth hour. Thus, 12.30 a.m. is one bell, 1 o'clock a.m., two bells, 1.30 a.m., three bells, 2 o'clock a.m., four bells, 2.30 a.m., five bells, 3 o'clock a.m., six bells, 3.30 a.m., seven bells, 4 o'clock a.m., eight bells. Then, 4.30 a.m. is indicated by one bell, 5 o'clock a.m., two bells, etc., eight bells being sounded at 8 o'clock a.m., 12 o'clock m., 4 o'clock p.m., 8 o'clock p.m., and 12 o'clock p.m. 4 to 8 o'clock p.m. is divided into two dog-watches, called first dog-watch and last dog-watch, so as to change the watches daily. Otherwise, starboard or port watch would be on deck the same hours, day after day. QUEER ANALOGIES IN NATURE The coconut is, in many respects, like the human skull, although it closely resembles the skull of the monkey. A sponge may be so held as to remind one of the unfleshed face of the skeleton, and the meat of an English walnut is almost the exact representation of the brain. Plums and black cherries resemble the human eyes. Almonds and some other nuts resemble the different varieties of the human nose, and an opened oyster and its shell are a perfect image of the human ear. The shape of almost any man's body may be found in the various kinds of mammoth pumpkins. The open hand may be discerned in the form assumed by scrub willows and growing celery. The German turnip and the eggplant resemble the human heart. There are other striking resemblances between human organs and certain vegetable forms. The forms of many mechanical contrivances in common use may be traced back to the patterns furnished by nature. Thus, the hog suggested the plough, the butterfly the ordinary hinge, the toadstool the umbrella, the duck the ship, the fungus growth on trees, the bracket. Anyone desirous of proving the oneness of the earthly system will find the resemblances in nature a most amusing study. Scientific American Modern Fables Luxury Of two cats, one, thinking to be very fine, hunted only hummingbirds, and the other hunted only mice. The first had to hunt much longer than the other, because hummingbirds were scarce, so that it spent nearly all its life in getting food, while the other had little trouble to get all it wanted. "'How unfortunate it is,' said the first cat, "'that I have formed my liking for what is so hard to get, and is so little when I have it.'" FASTIDIOUSNESS a fastidious ox would not drink while standing in the water with his head turned downstream, lest he should soil the water with his feet. But once, when drinking with his head turned upstream, he saw a whole drove of hogs washing in the water above him. Attracting Attention A flea, which saw many people trying to get the attention of a king, and waiting long for that purpose, said, 
though I am but a little thing, I will get his attention. So he jumped up the throne until he got on the king's head. Here he received recognition from the king by a slap, and when he boasted to a dog of his success, the latter said, Some get attention by their merit, others by their demerit. In making yourself a nuisance, you get recognition before the lords of the realm, but only as a flea. Gambling A monkey playing with a steel trap got his tail cut off. He went back the next day to get his tail when he got his foot cut off. Now, he said, I will go back and get both my foot and my tail. He went back, and the third time he got his head cut off, which ended his monkeying with the trap. Mugwumpery A mule on one side of the fence was discontented because he was not on the other side. He finally jumped over, when he was equally discontented because he was not back again. "'Which side of the fence do you want to be on?' asked a horse. "'It does not matter,' replied the mule, "'provided I am on the other side.'" THE NON-PARTISAN A dog, running about in an irregular way, was asked where he was going. "'I am not going anywhere,' replied the dog, "'but only running about to learn where to go.'" PARTISANSHIP the swans, wishing to drive the peacocks from a park, procured a law against big feet. The peacocks retaliated by getting a counter-law against big necks. Soon one side could see nothing but ugly feet, and the other nothing but long necks. At last they came to think peacocks were all feet, and swans all neck. Number of Miles by Water from New York to Amsterdam, 3,510. Bermudas, 660. Bombay, 11,574. Boston, 310. Buenos Aires, 7,110. Calcutta, 12,425. Canton, 13,900. Cape Horn, 8,115. Cape of Good Hope, 6,830. Charleston, 750. Columbia River, 15,965. Constantinople, 5,140. Dublin, 3,225. Gibraltar, 3,300. Halifax, 612. Hamburg, 3,775. Havana, 1,420. Havre, 3,210. Kingston, 1,640. Lima, 11,310. Liverpool, 3,210. London, 3,375. Madras, 11,850. Naples, 4,330. New Orleans, 2,045.
Panama, 2,358. Pekin, 15,325. Philadelphia, 240. Quebec, 1,400. Rio Janeiro, 3,840. Sandwich Islands, 15,300. San Francisco, 15,858. St. Petersburg, 4,420. Valparaiso, 9,750. Washington, 400. Around the globe, 25,000. End of section 24